I look back and I'm like, daggone. Because I was just thinking about this recently. I look back and I think how much God puts into your life preparing you for what he has planned for you mm -hmm. without you even realizing it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. And my name is Derry. And man, Christian comedy doesn't always get like the best rep because it's always considered being super cheesy or not funny because you can't you can't go into like the a lot of the cultural things. But our guest today is walking that line pretty finely. We're gonna ask him what the secret is. But <laughs> he is a sauce. yeah. What's the secret sauce to being a Christian comedian that's successful? Well, not being cheesy, although maybe, you know, cheesy is good in some case. Yeah. But he's amassed a following of 4 million on TikTok. He also has a YouTube channel where he promotes his skits and his stand-up. So without further ado, Christian McCartney, the Christian comedian. Thank you for coming on our show. What's up? What's up? What a do, my gentleman. How are you? <laughs> yes. We're great, Christian man. Yeah, Christian comedy. Sometimes it is just a... <laughs> it, just, it literally it depends on the type of person you are before you get into comedy mm. I believe okay that. absolutely okay how long have you been doing comedy for stand up for about almost two years it'll be two years in january it's crazy awesome. to think i've been doing it for that long i mean that's short mm -hmm. but like i grew up in theater and stuff like doing improv and all that jazz so gotcha the only difference mm -hmm. was i was alone on stage this time right. gotcha gotcha a little hippity hop yeah. over to some some stand up Exactly. Nice. So exactly. were you making videos before you did stand-up, too? No. Well, I mean, like, well, we used to make, like, home videos when I was younger, but on right. TikTok, I didn't even want to get TikTok. My dad made me get it because I, nice. I was at college. <laughs> and he's like, Christian, you need to get TikTok. He's like, you <laughs> people That's here. awesome. And I was like, uh, I don't want to be a TikTok boy, though. I didn't want to. <laughs> like, that's what was happening at the time, like, just all these dudes – I don't even know because I don't I don't watch TikTok, but I just knew I didn't want to be one of them. Just and a dude thirst trapping on TikTok. Literally, <laughs> I'm yeah. not trying to be a thirst trap, <laughs> but I ended up getting the app, and I didn't since I didn't watch TikToks. So I knew I wasn't going to do any dances or anything, so I just started modeling my videos after Vine. You guys remember mm, okay. that app? Yeah, yeah. I loved Vine. I tried getting famous on Vine when I was younger, but like my videos were terrible mm. <laughs> they're so like that was cringy <laughs> bad but yeah i so i've been doing tiktok a little bit shorter than stand-up hmm. okay and so what was yeah like i guess i'm curious about your whole story of like how i don't know maybe you were raised christian and then you like really liked comedy so maybe it was a super easy transition to being like a christian stand-up comedian or just a stand-up comedian that's a christian but yeah like what's that whole journey into Comedy, stand-up, TikTok, influencer, if you want to take that title. Like, yeah, let me... Influencer? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you got over a million, I consider influencers even like 250,000. I'm like, you're influencing a lot of yeah. people. That is true. That is, I mean, that is literally the name. Um, my, I mean, I started liking comedy when I was actually in preschool. I found out who Jim Carrey was. Mm -hmm. I, nice. I, I, I can... I have, so I have a really good memory. I've been blessed with a really good memory. Wow. And I can distinctly remember in preschool watching The Mask for the first time and then going to school the next day and trying to do every single thing that I saw in that movie. Wow. And I, and I saw how much it was making everybody laugh. So I was like, oh, yeah. I can this. <laughs> and so I just stuck with Jim Carrey, and I started watching In Living Color, and I watched wow. 
probably every rerun that there is on YouTube of that Whoa. show. So the, that's the Wayne Brothers. That's Jamie Foxx. That's Tommy right. Davidson. That is a bunch of strong mm. comedians. Mm -hmm. So, dude, people forget about Jamie Foxx. It's crazy. He's a he's beast, great. dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's terrifying how yep. talented he is. I know. It's wild. He can do literally everything. Oh it's yeah. Wild. Like good. Can he dance? Can he yeah. still dance? I've never seen him dance. Sure dance. I've, I've heard him from rap and, and stand up and act, but I don't know about Yeah, he can dance. He could probably definitely dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can put it down. Oh, he's a Absolutely. But yeah, so all I would those love dudes... to have been your teacher back in uh back in that day and just watch you come to school the first day <laughs> and just like know all those references and know what that's what you're doing to all these kids right true, now. True, true. <laughs> I mean I went to like I went to a private Christian school when I was in preschool. So I actually got in trouble a lot of the time for mm, saying nice. all of those. It, it wasn't that like they were bad jokes. It's just that when you're three or four years old, <laughs> right. like you shouldn't know what some of the stuff right. that they're talking about. <laughs> right. And I didn't know what it was. I just knew they were saying it, and I knew that it was funny. So I just kept saying right. it. You're like, um, I speak, people laugh. I don't know what's happening. I just keep doing it. I don't know the algorithm. I just do it, and it, it works. I don't know. <laughs> actually, I got... um. This one day, because I knew that Jim Carrey would like do anything for a laugh, this one day, we were there's like this doghouse in the back of our playroom. They literally put a doghouse in the back of it and we would like wow. all climb in there and pretend like we were dogs and everything. <laughs> nice. So and this is in preschool. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be a dog. I'll be a dog. So this kid that was in the in my class, he told me, he was like, I dare you to bite and punch me. Whoa. <laughs> what the heck? I promise you, this is what he said to me. And I was like, <laughs> he dared me to, I have to. So I bit him on the arm and then I punched him in the same spot to kind of numb the bite. And I got, I had to sit inside from recess that day Dang. and they called my parents and told them that I was biting the other student. And I had to watch the secretary play, um, what's that card game? Solitaire. On the, yes. on the computer? She was playing solitaire the entire time. I was like, Dang. is this what you do? When you, work at school? you get paid for that? Literally. And I got in trouble. And the only reason I remember that story is because when I was that young, I heard that Jim Carrey would do anything for a laugh. And I was like, I want to do it. So, <laughs> I got in so much trouble for biting that kid. And then we graduated together, and we never Whoa. talked about it, even though I saw him every day in the hallway. You should DM him today and be like, yo, sorry for biting you back then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the one line. <laughs> He's a firefighter now, so I don't want to bring it up just in case. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Like yeah. one day he's rescuing you, and you're like in his arms. He's carrying you out of a burning building, and you're just like just not making eye contact because you both have this awkward tension. Because <laughs> yeah. you're both just thinking about how you bit him. <laughs> oh, yeah, like... Look at him with your mouth open, like uh, uh. <laughs> round, two? round two, round <laughs> two, twenty year reunion. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I was literally just talking about this with like somebody the other day. It's crazy, like when you're that age, when you are, let's say like four or five years old, and you think you know all this stuff, and now that we're older and we look at a four-year-old, we're like, oh, they barely know how to breathe. Mm -hmm. Like, what do they mm -hmm. think that they know? So it's crazy to think back then that I knew, I could understand, I comprehend all those comedians. And so I was kept watching them, kept growing up, thought I was going to be a comedian. I really wanted to be an actor for the longest time. But I didn't know you could actually do comedy. Like I mm. thought that all these guys were actors first, oh, and okay. then they described how they were funny, like through acting, and then became stand-ups. I was like, okay. So I was like looking at improv and all that jazz, and I was doing a bunch of that stuff. 
really enjoyed because my mom used to send us to the library when we were younger so like we wouldn't do hood rat stuff with our friends nice and we had to go to the library to classes we had one class about it was an it was an improv class during the summer but it seconded as a how not to gamble class what <laughs> like the first half we would do improv and then the second half we would have serious and she would be like all right who's playing poker you... literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> show me the chips right now <laughs> we didn't... which one of these hands is better if you know you're in trouble <laughs> right right well if we got in trouble we could just improv our way out of it so yeah. she was teaching us both hands dude That's so it, was, it was fun but like at the time, it was annoying because we didn't. That's all we did during the summer. We didn't play outside. My mom made us oh, ride okay. our bikes up to the library. Mm. But I mean, hey, dude, that's what it helps. Everything I, I look back and I'm like, dag on, because I was just thinking about this recently. I look back and I think how much God puts into your life, preparing you for what He has planned for you, mm-hmm. without you even realizing it. Because I was talking to my fiance the other day, and I was like, I don't know what kind of personality I would have if I didn't watch all those comedians when I was little. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would be just because I was trying to be them for so daggone long. Yeah. But it also helped because my parents are goofy as all get out. Nice. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you still would have been goofy. You probably would have just have some different mannerisms. Man, how you say it? Mannerisms. Mannerisms. Yeah. yeah. Mannerisms. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different. Have those two. <laughs> That's crazy. I definitely would. So. Like, at what point did you... Was it, like, in high school when you found out about comedy and then, like, oh, wait, I can make money in this. I can actually do this. And then what was the... Because I'm always curious about this, and I think we're having Theos U memes on in a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about the subject of, like, comedy and Christianity. So I love that we're already getting that ball rolling and conversation started. But... Because, like, so much of comedy is funny because it's, like, wow, you probably shouldn't say that in most most social circles. So as a Christian, yes. like, how does that, how, how do you, like, find that way? You just you just do it and it works out? I just don't curse, dude. I don't <laughs> say any bad words. I mean, I'm not talking, I'm, like, I'm not going on stage and, like, talking about sex or drugs or anything. And if you can find normal stuff in life funny, right? you don't need to talk about sex or drugs <laughs> or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's literally what I do. And, like, I, I think weird words help, like aneurysm. That's yep. hilarious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, kumquat. That's a funny word. What does nice. that mean? That's a fruit. I have no idea what it's a, kum- a fruit. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a fruit. Yeah. yeah, or vegetable. It's one of those. Shouldn't Man. you? You live in Hawaii. They have a whole bunch of tropical fruits down there. Yeah, what? Literally, we have those. Literally, that got named because some kid was like, "Dad, what's this called?" And he's like, "I, I didn't want to look kumquat. dumb, so he made up a name." That is exactly what happened. That's funny because that's. I think I have that same viewpoint about how uh, doctors say we only use term. We don't use the full capacity of our brain. Yeah. I feel like there was a doctor. I mean, I partially do agree with that now because one of my friends gave me made me a good gave me a good point. But before my friend told me about it, mm-hmm. um, I thought some doctor just made that up. Because like he couldn't find a cure for something, and he was like, "Oh well, you know, we only use certain part of our brain. We don't have the full capacity to understand these types of things." That's awesome. Which would you say you yeah, um, you liked doing more, stand up, because you started with it, or like TikTok, YouTube videos? Stand, stand up. up by far, nice. dude. 
in in person laughter like hearing people laugh is yeah. probably the best feeling ever and so there's nothing i would much rather do stand up than do tiktoks the only reason i'm keeping tiktok honestly is because god has blessed us so much and because he's using it like as an avenue to raise yeah, yeah. young kids that's the only reason why i've kept it cool because and i think that's why he made it successful because i mean he maybe he had a plan to reap somebody yeah. through it you know what that's i mean awesome for your stand-up comedy just for like the style of of stand-up you are so like for the audience i've seen some of your stand-ups uh, like on your website and stuff like that but would you say you uh, like to be more organized kind of like bo burnham or you like to riff on crowds more like what's your what's your thing on stage both nice i always go up with material but sometimes i'll just like if something happens, I'm going to address it mm -hmm. because you can't not address something if it happens in a live right. show because then there's like this awkward tension. That's the whole thing of a joke. Like it's just tension and then a surprise. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what a joke is. People are like, I don't understand how comedy works. It's literally a surprise word. So like when you hear something that you weren't expecting, that's why it makes you laugh. Mm -hmm. And that's why literally anything can be funny. That's also why sometimes comedians who curse use curse words as surprises. Mm instead of an actual punchline and that's how it can be considered easier okay yes yeah but improv on stage oh yes <laughs> that is you quite often that's awesome. yeah i know it makes it fun for everyone i know mostly on your tiktok you post like skits and videos that you make do you think you'll ever start posting like clips of your stand-up because i know a lot of the comedians i follow will just post like clips of their stand-up people heckling them or whatever it is on stage Oh, yeah. yeah, I have um, some videos up there. It's not a lot, but I do have some like crowd work clips yeah. that that exactly. Cool. Cause I don't really get hecklers. Cause I'm not mean on stage to the point where somebody's gonna like disagree with right. me or be or want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> so I just if something happens, I just address mm. it. So I don't. I got one heckler who tried to give me a drink on stage. I was, saying, I was just gonna that bring that up. Like, I saw that on YouTube, and I was like, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's a heckler. He just it was so drunk that in the middle of the show, he got up and tried to offer me a shot. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm not 21 yet. So I mean, if you saw that, then yeah. But it was, I don't usually have, I mean, I'm usually in Baltimore. Mm. Okay. Baltimore, Maryland. That's where I started out doing stand-up, mm -hmm. which I'm so grateful for because that's like inner, inner city like you have to be funny or else they will literally boo you mm. it's like the apollo but not right. the apollo right. every room in baltimore is like the apollo because it's just tough crowd tough crowd tough crowd it's crazy i've never understood why people that go to a comedy show to try not to laugh <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> but that's what it feels like something they gotta earn it tonight i'm paying for it they gotta earn it Literally. i'm mad earn it yeah <laughs> That's so that is exactly what it's like, but it builds you up and it makes your bits have to be funny. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for cool. it. Is there a dream place you'd like to Sorry. do comedy? Like where you'd want to go, any rooms you want to play, any cities, or not really? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Grand Ole Opry. Where's nice. that? Where is that? Is that in Nashville, Tennessee? I think it's in Nashville, if I'm correct. Nice. <laughs> nice. All I know is it's a big country music spot. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. You like country music? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the country, so like I got, I have to. <laughs> I can't <laughs> not. 
I just relate to it too much to not like it. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, the Grand Ole Opry. You like Zach Bryan? Yeah, Zach Bryan. Yeah, everybody likes him. He's great. Mm-hmm. I like Luke Combs, Morgan yep. Wallen. Dude, Morgan Wallen's hot right now. Darius Rucker. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's awesome. There's a whole lot of. Sorry. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Refrain. <laughs> yeah, dude. But Country music is great. I recently have become a fan. I feel like, uh, you know, like when you grow up, people are always like, I don't know, maybe you didn't experience this, but where I grew up, it's like you got made fun of you listen to you country music. In Detroit, yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to do that if people are going to make fun of me. <laughs> then I became an adult. And I was like, eh, maybe it doesn't matter too much. And I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, man, this is nice. I was like, I am so upset about yeah. it. I was like, I could mow my lawn to this. Jeez. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> that's awesome. Exactly, yeah. dude. Because it's not like love hip-hop, but sometimes it's like, that's a little bit too intense. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you could go for like pop punk, but it's like, oh, I don't really feel like teenage angst right now. And it's like... Could go mm-hmm. indie, but maybe that I'll, I'll, I'll I don't be know. sad. I don't, yeah, I, I want to be happy, and then yeah. at the same time you're also like, oh, I could go for a beer right now, and then you're like, oh, country music. That's oh, what yeah. I'm feeling. It's perfect. <laughs> it's literally perfect. That's awesome. Some songs are too much, but I do like a majority of country music just because I like the instruments in it, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The instruments are wild in country music, yeah. so I love it. Good old fiddle and a banjo, or uh, I took a country music class in college, like the history of country mm-hmm. music, and so I I like to tell people that I majored in country music because I dropped out mm-hmm. after I took the class. <laughs> but that's how bad like, it was. Wow. It was a full... <laughs> no, no, it was a fantastic music. class. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great class, I promise. <laughs> the teacher was awesome. He used to sing and dance in the front Whoa. of the class. He was like ninety years that's old. Awesome. Dude. It was amazing. He just wanted to be a professional this was like, musician and didn't make it, so he's like, I'm a professor of country music now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was so soft-spoken, and, like, because he was wearing – this was in 2020, like, during COVID, so he would be wearing a mask, trying to sing Ooh. through the mask while dancing nice. while we're all, like, 30 feet away from him. <laughs> so it was like a mini concert. But he used, to quarant- he used to quarantine our tests – before he would grade them. What does that mean? Like he thought we were that. Oh, stuff. he would let them leave. Like he would just leave the test alone in a in a room. That's funny. For like three or four days before he would grade they them. Like, <laughs> we were like, dude, that's just an excuse to not do any work. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it's like the CDC had us quarantined for fourteen days. Do you think dropping ten of those days is gonna make? COVID not exist on that paper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's my. It, it was. He's golfing was and he's like, rest. "Oh, I'm laying a quarantine. Well, I can't work right now. I gotta let <laughs> yeah. quarantine. Go him sit. I gotta air <laughs> out. <laughs> I gotta air out. Right <laughs> we used to lick all the tests just to mess up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> Was it pretty nerve-wracking to try to start getting into stand-up comedy? Like, put yourself out there? Because I know you're from theater, but I feel like not having, like, with the theater, you have, like, the the script you're sticking to, you have a group of people you're with, you know, but when you're there, it's, like, your material, you alone, all the attention's on you. What was that like? Was that 
pretty easy did you find or, or did it get better over time definitely got better over time and when i started out it was completely scripted like mm -hmm. i didn't fully i had been studying stand-up but i didn't know how i wanted to do it yet so i would just go up mm -hmm. there with an exact script of what I was gonna say, and for nothing, I would go off that script. Like even if something screamed out from the crowd, I would not address nice. it at all. Nice. I would keep going, and you could tell it was uncomfortable. Like looking back at the <laughs> video, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is just so nasty. Cause you're like, oh yes, did I mention today my sister dropped a toaster on her foot? Like there's, it's just yeah. so, yeah, there's no. Right. There was a rhythm, but it wasn't a good rhythm to have. <laughs> right. But you learn that over time. Like, and if anybody's nobody's gonna start out being mm. deadly, like a killer, and then not grow. So you're always growing to stand up. And my parents, like I said, they're always been goofy, and they always like have made fun of us like our whole life. So that part of like improv wasn't hard because like we make fun of them, we make right, fun of them right. also. Everybody was all just going at each other, which made the and I have three, I have two siblings. I have an older sister and a younger brother, and my dad and my mom. So we were always just all making fun of each other nice. until one of us would cry, <laughs> and then we would make ask fun for of forgiveness. Them. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make fun of them. When I lived in, dude, oh, my, go ahead. I was just gonna say, my fiance just got baptized not too long ago, oh. and I was up on yeah, I was up on stage with her when she got baptized, and they were recording it, and I started crying on stage. Literally that afternoon, I get a text from my family group chat of a picture of my face, and they are roasting <laughs> me for <laughs> during her baptism. That's hilarious. Like, are you serious? That's awesome. They're gonna roast you at your wedding, bro. hundred like, percent. Oh, Don't show those yeah. tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude i feel so like i don't like crying in public it's like super uncomfortable for me and uh at my wedding like i was had a microphone and i think every man cries at their wedding so i think it's totally acceptable to talk about but like it's like so hard to get through i'm like i have to get through this like my vows that i wrote but i'm choked up and then like we just got our wedding video when we were watching it and like he recorded the vows and put them in there and now i'm like we're never showing this to anyone. Okay, I'm crying <laughs> in this. We're not. We're not talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so great. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Was it like was it the ugly cry? No, that I think that more more of the I didn't ugly cry like the whole day, but more of the ugly crying happened at the first look when mm. it was just us and our like photographer, oh, and videographer, okay. and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's just like all those nerves hit you, and you're like, I don't know what else to do. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. but but anyways um how what was your experience growing on tiktok like, like how long did it take to get your following did it kind of like domino so like you start off a little bit and then it just kept, kept going like like how long did it take you to get to where you're at now mm, it grew steadily for a long time i remember actually this is crazy um i remember getting tiktok and only having people from my high school following me I posted a couple goofy videos, and I guess they shared the videos to their friends, hmm. who then shared them to other people. Obviously, mm -hmm. growing, mm -hmm. but I think when I got to a thousand followers, I got to a thousand thousand followers like within a day or two. Whoa! Which kind of like, yeah, which kind of like threw me off, and I was like, "What the goof is going on yeah. here?" So then I started like 
paying attention to him more. And my dad was like, you need to be posting. You need to be posting. You need to be posting. So like at one point, I was posting up to 10 videos a day. Whoa. Just trying to, like, machine gun it. Like, give him as much videos as I could watch. Right. And I remember I was, t- you know who Heather Shaw is? She's a comedian on TikTok looks like Jim Carrey. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes. not I familiar. Know. Yeah, her name is Heather Shaw. I remember there was one weekend I had... 1.6 million followers she had 1.6 million followers and i didn't know her but like to me because she looks like jim carrey and i was trying to be jim carrey i was like all right i gotta have more followers out there so i can be the jim carrey of tiktok and so we were i remember one weekend specifically a thursday night we i was looking we both had 1.6 that weekend i went with my fiance to her mom's um friend's cabin or something mm-hmm. and that we'd never been there before so we went up there and that weekend on the way up there my fiance and I had our first serious like back when she was my girlfriend yeah, yeah. we had our first serious conversation about god and about how we want to start taking our relationships with him serious mm-hmm. because for a long time like this lukewarm is all get out like saying we we're christians and not doing anything right. like no fruit was being produced right. so um it was our first time we had our first first serious conversation about it Way up to that cabin that weekend, we are 1.6 million followers. The next day, I post the um, mm-hmm, yeah, I heard you've been talking some smack video, mm-hmm. and then by the end of that weekend, I had two million followers. Wow, and in yeah, Friday, I posted on Friday by Sunday night, I had two million followers, and it was insane how quick that grew, and then from then on. Because that video is what blew my entire page up. Okay. That and a Mr. Bombastic video. Yeah. I had this. I had that song stuck in my head for like three days. <laughs> so I was like, let me just get it out and post it on TikTok. <laughs> and then all these people started making car edits of That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I true. I really do believe that um, that video was like a that video blowing up after having that serious talk mm. about starting to put God into our lives, like actually starting to walk with Jesus. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that would work. Like if it was a blessing because we started talking about it, or if it was just God showing me how much he could bless you when you do decide to walk with him, when you do actually walk Mm. with him. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I know for a fact it was Jesus because (laughs) I've been posting videos a whole bunch, none that big. And then it's literally no different than any other video I've posted, but that's, and then from then on, I started trying to focus on like a niche about what I actually wanted to be mm. doing and comedy with a message. Like I didn't want to just be on here making people laugh because I started to like understand I'm I need to do this for a reason because making people laugh is good. There's thousands of people who can make people laugh, but I want people to come to this page and not leave with the same type of mindset that they had mm. before. Mm-hmm. So, um, talking thinking about it and i was like i think the message that god has put in my heart for my life or at least for right now is that laughter is good medicine but only jesus christ is the healer wow interesting it's good and so that's that's the message i feel like he's been putting on my heart and that's what i've been trying to put out through the tickle (laughs) tunnel and it's nice because i'll go live and there'll be a bunch of kids in there a bunch of people just talking asking questions making jokes goofing around Mm mm-hmm Dude, it's it's amazing. Pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Go ahead. I've got a, a challenge, just an idea. Um, 
and I let don't... us take over your TikTok. Give no, us no, a no. login. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think this can work, but I think it's it, it could. No, I just, I gotta say it. I think it could get there eventually, um, but right now I don't know if it could work. I think just like Christian music kind of like went down the hill a little bit after the two thousand like tens, and like K Love kind of took mm-hmm. over and just kind of made everything a little bland. Um, I think like Christian comedy is starting to get a little better. Like it's kind of going up a little bit, right? Like we got people like you, like Josh Benson, people like mm-hmm. that who are are genuinely funny people. Um, and mm-hmm. picture this: pretty much all Christian movies are terrible, right? They're pretty much all it's bad. So sad. <laughs> the, the only good ones are like The Chosen, and that's serious, right? Yes. Yes. Would it be possible to one day make a Christian comedy movie? Because I don't know if it's possible. Because it's like the two hardest things. Because comedy movies bomb so much now. They used to be really funny, but now they just bomb terribly in every box office. So I feel like that's the peak. Like, if you could make a Christian comedy movie that's successful, you could do anything. Like, that's like the hardest thing you could do, in my mind. (laughs) That is a good idea, dude. (laughs) You want to be an actor. Yo! There we go. Really, all you gotta do is have a a movie about a youth pastor trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to do his job with his budget yeah. and also entertain the kids and maybe have a, mm-hmm. a maybe have it follow an all-nighter because kids are insane yeah. and it has to be self-aware That's- like people are not going to take it seriously if you're just like kind of glazing over things but if you're self-aware about like arguments in the church and like different things that are going on and taboos here and there like it's gonna be funny i think you could do it you could also do it's it like, like you're office. destined to fail because it's the hardest thing you could do yeah yeah, yeah. you also <laughs> got to do it like the office <laughs> the format of the office where you do the interview style yeah, yeah could help. you get the youth pastor and you get his 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 students and you get his his volunteers dude that Some is an amazing interns. idea <laughs> that is we're amazing. onto something yeah, you guys need to run with that. You need to collect some Christian comedians <laughs> off of TikTok. I'm serious, dude. That's a good idea. And when you can get the That'd people with the right heart, with the right heart in the motion. We, uh, we actually know some Christian movie producers, too. Yeah. Some, we, uh, know, friend. we know some Christian actors, a couple of different comedians, some producers. <laughs> We're all set. We just need you, money. Yes. <laughs> dude, this Take is amazing. Move. It's gonna bomb. Is the problem like it's gonna oh, be yeah. so hard to do it well? Well, you just gotta you gotta pitch it. You gotta send it mass on mass to all the mega churches in America, mm. and ask them mm-hmm. to endorse it, and then have screenings. But at if it's their gonna churches. be good, they're not gonna endorse it. Yeah, because we're gonna troll you know a lot I mean? of people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can have like True. so many like theological trolling. Like, yeah. There, like... you have you have to make fun of the church. Oh, yeah. Like in that's the movie. what comedy. Yeah, and what's the there's like aren't there like rules in comedy of like. You can make fun of anyone, else, like anyone, but as long as you're making fun of yourself just as much type deal, right? That's what people say. Um, I just make fun of everything nice. because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do make fun of myself, but I I definitely make fun of everybody else a lot more than uh, myself. You're like, enough of my family makes I, fun of me. I don't need to do it to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's, I think comedians say that just so crowds don't think that they're mean. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Which is understandable. Because yeah. if you're only cutting other people's necks and not your own, people are going to think, oh my God, why is he so rude? <laughs> like, if Bill Burr, if, yeah. Literally, like, you're just, if Bill Burr did not make fun of himself, right. he would be a mean human being. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's the difference between bullying and comedy, is how much you make fun of yourself. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so we just need to make fun of the church and all the denominations. Like, we could have someone come back, for, like, go straight from the airport to the lock-in, and they just got back from, like, a YWAM DTS, and they're all stoic now. Yeah, yeah, And, and like, smelly and, and outreach. They have, yeah. they have beads in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it could be funny. It could be yeah. done. It would be really hard, but it could be done. I think. Yeah, that could definitely be done yeah, we need with some the writers. right writers. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That be that could definitely be done, especially if it was Office style, because Office was like meant to be cringy. I love cringy comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But like the type of cringy, like The Office, like where it's genuinely funny, right. but it's cringy because of the situations there. It's like the right. first three seasons, you have like I want to turn off the episode because of Michael Scott alone. I'm yes, like, oh, yes. like I hate what you're doing. <laughs> Have you ever seen Nathan for You? No. On HBO Max, uh, and Nathan for You basically is this guy who goes and helps like businesses who are like going under, and but he yeah. gives like terrible cringe ideas, and he just says like, I'm a business oh. like trust me, and so like I don't know they or he did another show. He's trying. This guy was like trying to come out to his friends. He's like, hey, I've been lying to you about my my education for like eight years, and and so he's like, oh well, we well, can handle this. We'll have you rehearse your confession at over and over and over and over and over a couple hundred times. So when you get there, and then they hire an actor to play the friend, they recreated the entire bar. And this is like a real thing. It's like everyone's in on the joke except the person in the show. And he thinks it's real. <laughs> it's so terrible. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> you gotta check it out. There's stuff on YouTube, sure. That's so you can, you can find it. Oh, yeah. I've got, oh my gosh, I've got a question yeah. about stand-up versus like TikTok real quick. I know, like, with TikToks, like, things get old so fast, right? Like, because the algorithm and you see so many videos per day, like, you got to be putting out a lot of content and you can't really, like, recycle a lot of stuff. But in my mind, just from my understanding of stand-up, like, it's a little different. Like, you could do the same stand-up routine for, like, a month or however long you do it for, go into different clubs, and you kind of start making and weaving new content in there with some old jokes, and eventually you have a whole new set and stuff like that. So it, it seems to me, like those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like one is kind of like a longer term thing you work on and you do consistently and you like sharpen till it's really good. And one is like, I put this like five second video out and like in an hour, I'm gonna put out another five second video or whatever. Is that hard like to, to do for you to kind of create in both of those ways? Mm, I think they help each other. Hmm. I know they're because they're opposite because you're going to be working on something for a long term it's good to have your mind on other types of creative ideas so you don't get like pigeonholed or you don't get writer's block because you can't think of anything else. So when I'm working on like a set or when I'm working on one joke, Mm. if I have one thought process on this and then I go away for a day and go make a bunch of TikToks, so my mind has gone thousands of other places Mm -hmm. and I come back to this joke, I'm going to have a completely different mindset now. I'm going to say, oh my gosh, I could come at it from this angle, from that angle. Mm. So I, I think it helps without saying I think I think it helps not saying stale. Mm. And that was one of the like promises I made to my audience when I first got TikTok was that I would try to never post the same thing twice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just because you're right. That's exactly what they do. You don't want to like have the same video thousands of times right. and it's like what the Yep. Right, right. Difference. I mean that's what you see a lot of the deconstruction channels doing now is like they because, like, deconstruction is serious, and we should take it seriously, but once people have, like, ended their journey, 
it's like, oh, you mass is following on your journey, but now that your journey's kind of settled, you know where you stand. But now they feel a responsibility mm-hmm. to, to like, oh, I got these followers. And so I feel like they say a lot of the same things repeatedly where it's like, we've heard this idea before, or we've heard that and, and what. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely if you go to their page, because if they just come up on your For You page, the chance of the same video coming up twice is rare. Right. So yeah. if So it's only like if you go to their page, and then you see, oh, they literally just have the same video right. 16 times. Oh, wait, there's a different background for this one. <laughs> well, original. It's so you got to I completely agree with you. You got to have different stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has to be interesting. Yeah. Do you have any plans for the future of your channels? Or is there a focus that like one social media that you're like, I, I would like to see this grow more or like what? Yeah. What's your moving forward or thought processes? <sighs> Honestly, sorry, I had to put some chapstick on. It's um, I'm in I'm medicated, so I have to take it every couple of minutes. I hate social media, so I wouldn't be on it if I wasn't doing TikTok. Nice. It's such a big distraction for me, dude. I'll just get like sucked into anything. As much as I hate to admit it, because like I was always that kid like in high school who said, I'm just gonna fast from TikTok for a couple of days. I'm just not gonna be on it. I'm just gonna take my time away and focus on my relationships. And like I was that person. So now that I have to be on social media all the day on time, it sucks. But if there's something I'd want to see grow, maybe Instagram. Hmm. I don't know why I barely post on there, but I think just because that's where I post about shows. Because mm. if you try to promote anything on TikTok, that algorithm is like, <laughs> <laughs> they push it down. They don't want you promoting anything unless it's that app. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if there's a way. For, and say these- I wonder if there's a way for you to make like a funny skit and like two seconds into it, you don't finish the skit. You just like play it off as a skit in the beginning. And then you go, and my tour dates are this, this, this. And then you finish this, like the end of the skit. And it like, doesn't make sense together. Like it's just a, a sandwich to like get your tour dates in there. So the algorithm will catch you. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is true. I mean, that's a good, that's a good idea. I tried doing that, but they have people on the app who look for stuff. Dang. Like they watch the videos. They're saying, Hmm, what should we flood the minds of the youth with today? Mm. And then if they watch your whole video, and if they see, oh, he's trying to promote his career. He's trying to have a healthy lifestyle. Get that out of here. That's exactly what they try to do. It. They will. That's not exactly. Allowed. He's teaching these people to think for themselves. Kick it. Shadow ban. Blasphemy. Yeah, shadow. exactly. Shadow ban, shadow ban, shadow ban, shadow ban. Yeah. Literally, dude. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, they are more powerful than that person who is working for tiktok promoting these videos so if god wants something promoted he gonna do it regardless <laughs> can i get an amen congregation amen, amen. so i'm not i'm really not worried about it if it's something that i have to um promote that's why but instagram people go on tiktok to be entertained people go to your instagram to find out about you as a person so yeah, yeah. that's the only reason why i wish my instagram had a, i had a good instagram i had like twenty thousand followers and then it got hacked by some Turkish fella. Dang. <laughs> so, dude, I tried talk to him every single day too because he hacked he hacked my old account. I made another account and then messaged my old account because I knew he had it. <laughs> and every morning, I would just be like, "Good morning, how are you doing today? I hope you're feeling good." And I was just talking to him. I'd be like, "I'm praying for you." I was there asking him. He was telling me about his wife, his children. Who knows? Whoa. This literally could have been like an 11 year old girl in Utah, for all I right. know, who actually did it. Uh-huh. But 
he told me he was a dude in Turkey, he a Turkish fella, he had family and kids, he was hacking people because he needed money. He didn't want my account, he wanted me to pay money right. to get my account back. Oh, right? he just was like, accounts for ransom? Literally, yes. At that point, just hack banks and... Uh, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say, people might get ideas. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna be incriminated for that. He's like, use the bank. He's got ideas. There you go. There's gonna be a mass bank of hostages, and they're all gonna come right back to you. Because <laughs> I just feel like everything's digital. It's like you don't gotta do, you don't gotta hold up banks in person anymore. It's digital. Just, I don't know how to do that, but I'm not imagine if somebody still tried to do it in person nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I always. I feel like people wouldn't even be scared. Yeah. Well, that's why I always think about like getting robbed. Like one, I'm in full time ministry, so we don't oh we don't have a lot of money anyways. Right. And two, I'm like, bro, it's twenty it's 2022. No one carries cash. <laughs> Three, my bank only lets me take out so much money at a time for my ATM, which I probably don't have that so much at, at in existence right now. And it's like four, yes. bro, you can take my cards. I can't. I'm not gonna them. Venmo you. What yeah, are you like do? if you if I Venmo you, I can track it. You see how like you can't. <laughs> I'll take you to coffee. You want an Americano? Like, I'm not getting robbed. <laughs> that is literally what... They come up... They come with, like, a black jacket on. They open up the jacket. They're cash app. <laughs> Send me your money. Send $300 this right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's exactly... Like, well, yeah, no... What else can they do? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy, though. Yeah, I saw this guy on Ooh. YouTube, or maybe... One of the social media that had a video. Uh, this... This guy was getting like scammed, like, oh, like send us your money here at the Zelle account, and we'll send mm. you back money. And so he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he made a whole fake Zelle like mm. thing on Photoshop, and it made it say like, oh, it didn't work. And he's like, it's not working. Can you send me money to see if it works? I maybe I have to make a new Zelle account. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we'll send you fifty bucks. He's like, okay, thanks. And he sent it, and he just kept it. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're scamming. And he's like, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what made outsmarted scam the scammer. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so how the turntable. This guy's like sitting. He's like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> or sometimes I've seen like I guess these like scammers are all in like an office building and they're like a big group of people trying to all scam people at the same time. It's like based yeah. in India and they're calling people in America and stuff. So some people yeah. like find out their like IP address or whatever of the phone they're using. And then hack into the security mm-hmm. system and send them pictures of themselves from the security cameras mm-hmm. and every, or the like <laughs> the live stream and everyone's like freaking out like how how mm-hmm. is he fighting me? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's amazing. That is like that's some high tech stuff though. Right? Oh. So you're gonna have too much time Wait. on your hand. I just hang up the phone, you know. Mm. Literally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. dude. That's that's too much time. <laughs> To be able to, you have that much time to hack somebody to scam them, <laughs> to send them pictures of themselves. Right. <laughs> Just to scare them. So do you find um, joke writing, like, pretty difficult at times? Or, like, how do they just come to you throughout the day and you, like, write them down on your notepad? Or do you have, like, a set time, like, every day at 3 I'm going to write down jokes for an hour? I used to do that, like, my very first start. Like, when I was still in my college dorm and I was studying how to do stand-up, I heard from so many comedians, you need to sit down. First thing you do when you wake up in the morning is you need to write. You need to write jokes just to get your mind working for the day. And for the longest time, I did that. But I started noticing that, like, I would be writing jokes for such a long time. Or period. Not even jokes. Like, just ideas. Sometimes they'd be terrible ideas. But I would be writing random stuff down. And I wasn't reading my Bible or praying 
for like a day, two days, three days, four days at a time because I was so worried about writing down these jokes. So now, before I write jokes, I make sure that I've read a verse, meditated on it, prayed, just so that, because like, this whole career is for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. I want people to know Jesus or come to meet Jesus through, or plant seeds, that's what we're called to do, plant seeds through comedy. So why would I not want God in the writing sessions right. with me? Because mm. right? it felt like what I was doing was keeping him out and just writing what myself, what I wanted to say. And then, and we, as we know, none of us are perfect. So I was writing whatever type, type of crazy stuff I want to think about. Mm. Mm-hmm. But since then, that I just write through whatever during the day. Mm. If something comes to me, bam. Shout, I write in the shower, not like with a literal <laughs> notepad and pen, but like I think... I don't know why. Like you hear about, like Eminem said he wrote his best raps while he was dropping a hot deuce or something. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't like while I'm in the shower. That's when I write the best, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't know what it is. I think you're just not thinking about anything so much that you can just write whatever, and yeah. that's what I do. I just write down stuff throughout the day. Yeah, I would wonder if it's because it's like you're so taken away from everything else in your day, and like there's literally nothing distracting you, and oftentimes it's like. Even the walls are white, so even visually you're not stimulated, and so your brain just has its thoughts. Um, and then that is smart. I'm curious about like how how planning tours works. Do you call these comedy clubs and say, "Hey, can I come perform?" and then make your own schedule, or are you part of a network that has like, "Hey, we have these openings, like send us information and stuff like that." Like, what's that like? I've never been on tour. I mean, to me, a tour is like where somebody has. I have the next, like if somebody were to say, I have the next year and a half planned out with shows that I'm going to be doing. I have this weekend, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to be performing every single day for the next year and a half. To me, that's a tour because you are traveling nonstop, going from place to place to place. To me, a tour, you don't have time to stop at home. Mm -hmm. I'm not touring because I still have time to be at home for a little bit, but I don't have an agent or anything yet. Mm -hmm. I was told by one of my other friends who's like a Christian comedian who like does clubs and stuff. He said, you don't need an agent until it's overwhelming to you. And so far booking stuff has not been overwhelming. I've been able to work with a lot of like really cool Christian comedians who I met like through the CCA Hmm. who've been helping me. So like comedians I've looked up through my, looked up to my entire life. Um, They've been able to help me and give me advice about how to book stuff. I mean, they all have agents now because they're like ginormously huge, like touring everywhere. But I'm not, so I just, I just use the little nitty gritty stuff that they can give me. And for right, actually, I've been blessed through TikTok that churches have reached out to me about coming to perform. Oh, cool. Awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Other churches. And like, I'll go, yeah, I did a, I was at a church this past weekend. The only problem with performing in churches is that sometimes a lot of old people mm-hmm. and I talk way too fast mm-hmm. and the references, they have no idea what I'm talking yep. about. Like, just this past week, at, I was up in Gettysburg with one of my friends, and I did, like, a – I have a whole joke about this old dude flirting with my mom in church. Mm. And at the end of the joke, he hit my mom with some type of um, punchline. No, no, he didn't physically hit my mom. Right. But I'm saying, like, he used, like, a, a pickup line on her or whatever. And my dad heard it, and my dad turned into Will Smith, and he's like, keep my wife's name. <laughs> so it was, like, a reference to Will yeah, Smith. Yeah. And they had no idea Dang. who Will Smith mm. was. Whoa. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, no. that's crazy. But that, that's when you start to realize the differences between churches and clubs or bars mm. is that 
and it's my type of material you can do in them because right. I'm going to do the same material I do in a bar in a church mm-hmm. because that's just, I'm doing the material of how I am as a person. Right. You know what I mean? Like I know some comedians say, oh, I, I change up certain, I mean, I'd, I won't do certain bits at certain churches, mm-hmm. like based on probably like demographic, but for the most part, I'm going to do the same jokes just because that's how I've written them. And I don't know. Comedy is going to work for different people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like some sure. people are going to think something's funny and others aren't. So mm-hmm. yeah. as you've, but clubs are a lot, Sorry. as you've grown, like in popularity, like obviously you're pretty big on TikTok and you're uh, playing shows all the time and stuff like that. Um, has it been hard to sort of continue in like your integrity with your faith? I know there's a lot of people that when they gain fame for the first time, like they start to stray, like you saw it with John Christ a lot, and it's awesome that he's back. But you saw it kind of like in the the middle yeah, of his yeah. career and stuff, and you see that with a lot of uh, Christian musicians, um, a lot of people that are kind of in the spotlight and get that fame. Has that been a struggle for you at all, or has there been any ways you've sort of safeguarded against that? Um, safeguarded. Like I said earlier, my parents make fun of us. So my parents, I didn't, I never understood why they made fun of us for so long, but they always told us they made fun of us. So we wouldn't get an ego about ourselves so that we wouldn't think we were all that in a bag of chips. Right. Not to kind of like keep us down, but to keep our heads small because they support everything that we do. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think my parents helped out a lot with the type of mindset that they've always just told us to have. They say like work hard for whatever you need to work for. And if the Lord, if that door is what, if that door is the door that God's going to open, no one's going to close the daggone door. So just run through it, but don't lose sight of where you started, who you are, who you were when you started doing before you succeeded, and never forget your family or the people that helped get you where you were. Because God put certain people in your life to help you, and I definitely believe that he's done that with my parents and some of the um, veteran comedians I've met. Mm. Also, I think that comedy has only strengthened my faith, because before I dropped out of college, like from preschool through college i was lukewarm as all get out like i would say like i said i'd say i was a christian nothing i did nothing i did resembled fruit that would come from someone who's literally who was actually following jesus so i just lived life but i would just tell people yeah well i'm a christian yeah i'll go to heaven i'll do i'll do the same stuff you're doing but i'll go to heaven because i go to church on sunday that's not the truth at all (laughs) I didn't realize that. So when I dropped out of college to do comedy, it was my first time. I'd really felt like God was calling me to do comedy. Um, I was like, look, Lord, I feel like you're telling me. I didn't have a relationship with God at the time, though. Mm. It was just like, look, I feel like you're telling me to do, go make people laugh for your glory. But at the same time, I didn't even know how to, tr- how to everyday life give glory to God in my actions. So when I was when I dropped out for comedy, I was like praying every single day the most i'd ever prayed and then i was in a class one day and i heard a teacher because I, I was i was going to be a teacher mm. so one of my professors said some of you aren't going to be teachers some of you are going to be nurses some of you are going to be uh bus drivers some of you are going to be comedians you know i heard her say that i'd never told anybody i wanted to be a comedian before and there were only like six kids in this class so i was like what are the chances that yeah what are the chances that she says that <laughs> and then um kept praying talked to my parents about it finally dropped out and when i dropped out I feel like the Lord was telling me, look, if you're going to listen to me in this area of your life, in your career, I need you to listen to me in every area of your life. Right. 
And so because of comedy, that is how he spoke to me knowing how I listen. I listen through comedy, stuff that makes me laugh. So he spoke to me through um, that realm. And I literally think if I didn't drop out to do comedy, I would not be, my faith would not be as strong as it is now. My relationship with God, I know for a fact I want to be as strong because I was going to college doing like all that partying and stuff, saying I was Christian the whole time. Hmm. Um, and I was, I went to college like thinking, oh yeah, well, I've been going to church. I'll be fine. I won't fall into any traps. Every single trap the devil set for me. I took the cheese like I was a rat, like a hungry rat. You know what I mean? Every single trap I fell into, which sucks, but it exposed like how my faith really was. I had to be Mm -hmm. honest with myself Mm -hmm. and really think about how I'm not um, spiritually mature enough to handle those types of situations yet. That's Mm -hmm. what the Lord was showing me that, because I know sometimes people say, well, I know the Lord says you have to be uncomfortable in every situation to grow. Well, sometimes you don't have that foundation to grow from mm. and to be in those types of situations yet. And that's exactly where I was. So comedy has only strengthened my relationship with God and blessed me with other relationships like you people, <laughs> you two gentlemen, like we never would have met. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely mm. think that God, God puts you in certain places to learn certain lessons at certain times. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Cool. That was a lot. Well, we have one last question that we ask every person that comes on our show that we interview. Are you ready? It's a big deal. You should have studied for this one because it's a hard one. But let's say you're in this situation. You're in a gladiator arena. The Romans okay. are feeding you to some kind of predator. Here's the thing. You get to choose what that predator is, and you get one melee weapon. The question is, what is the biggest predator you think you could take down with your choice of melee weapon? What is melee? Handheld. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Not okay. mechanical, so like a chainsaw doesn't count. Yeah. And it has to be realistic. It has so to be no real. Yeah, no lightsaber. Like a lightsaber or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so we got like beast? spears, swords, scythes, right. stuff like that. Okay. So the my choice and the weapon of my choice. Yeah. Handheld mm-hmm. weapon. What's the biggest predator you think you could take down? Land animals. Because people have people have said like giraffes, but giraffes aren't predators. Yeah, land like, predators. <laughs> no and you can't choose like a shark; it's just gonna like suffocate on right. the land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, All right. Um, my middle school librarian. <laughs> as the male weapon or as the predator? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> oh no. Um. I okay, beast. She's gonna uh, shoot the animal. animal. <laughs> Does it have to be alive today? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we never had that question. Not for this time. Alright. My melee I mean my animal, my beast is Harambe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're just gonna become the and villain. My weapon of <laughs> My weapon of choice. A six-year-old kid. <laughs> it is fine. I'm sorry. I'll take it serious. All right, I'll take it serious. Right. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, Harambe is my beast, though. Harambe is you my beast. You went by name too. You didn't say gorilla. You said the Harambe. name. You went specific. Out there. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, Harambe is my beast, and my weapon of choice. Hmm. Okay, I want it to be a shank, but 
I wanted to be a shank that was hand woven and hand sharpened by America's most deadly man in the most deadliest prison. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's the shit. <laughs> you're making I it want. personal too. Like a shank is like this long. You're making and eye contact with you're Harambe. You're making eye you contact go. with Harambe as you twist this thing into him. Yep. <laughs> that sharpened oh. toothbrush, he gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry for what they did to you. They didn't do you right, but I, I, I will live. <laughs> I'm gonna do you worse. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. hilarious. That's awesome. All right, man. Fun. Well, thanks for coming on. What's that? Did I do it right? Yeah. That's the probably Maybe. most creative answer we've heard. We won't know until you're in the arena. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but before we close out the show uh why don't you tell the guests and everyone where they can find you what your handles are and, and any tour dates you have anything like that um so my tiktok is mr dot mccartney um mr is spelled m-i-s-t-e-r mccartney is m-c-c-a-r-t-n-e-y my instagram is the christian underscore comedian um my facebook is christian mccartney no. And tour dates coming up. I'll be in Missouri this weekend. Nice. Um, like Springfield, Missouri. I think. Uh, go to my nice. website. Oh, my website. Duh. My website is. My website <laughs> is. Oh, MrMcCartney.com. Nice. All my shows are on there, so the best way to find out about shows is to go there because I'm terrible at actually giving details about them verbally. <laughs> But handwritten, they are written there like the Declaration of Independence. You will see them perfectly written how they should be on the website. So, thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Awesome, guys. We'll go check out his uh, links, and they're all in the description below. Mm. So are ours for our social media, our Patreon, if you guys want to support. And, yeah, check out – obviously, you guys have been watching on YouTube. We have a whole new system. We got some glitches in mid mid show, but that's all right. We're we're working on it. Mm. Brand new software. We're we're trying to figure out. So we're really blessed and um, yeah, super stoked for what God's doing with your channel, Christian, and ours as well. So mm. all glory to God and have a good week.